What up, y'all? This is Gweezy Eleven. You're tuning into the Gym Podcast, and I I got a I got a special guest here with me. Um, I got San Antonio Souls. That's what he uh, that's what he goes by, but uh, I call him Rob G. But uh, what's up, man? How you feeling? What's going on, Gilbert? Chilling, bro. Been a good Sunday, man. I can't complain. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, I'll introduce myself as well. My name is Rob. Again, San Antonio Souls business I run, so it's typically what most people know me by. Yeah, man. It's it's funny that uh. I had I had met up with a guy, and this is just um, kind of just me talking. But I had met up with a guy literally like last week, and um, I had sold him a Supreme Tupac shirt, mm-hmm. and uh, he had offered me to. Well, he wanted me to kind of purchase uh, Jordan fives, but right. uh, you ended up. Uh, he ended up telling because I hit him. I told him like because he caught me off guard. I was like, fuck. Uh, you think you can give me some time? Because uh, I don't know what to offer at this time. Let me do my research. Right. He's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. What, yeah, take your time. I ended up messaging him the, that that night, and uh, you ended up picking him up or uh, yeah. putting him on consignment. Right, right. But it was just funny because he just uh, he kept referring to you as San Antonio Souls, and right. I'm just like, it's, it's kind of, <laughs> I don't know. Like, I want to say, man, his name is Rob G, but yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah it's, it's, it's funny that people actually actually call you that by... by uh, yeah, just by the just, business name. Yeah, by the business name, but right. it happens, man. But uh, yeah, man, it's good to have you here. Um, you. Where uh, are you? You're from? You're not from San Antonio, right? You're from? Yeah, so I'm from California. Um, I mean, obviously, my family is here in San Antonio, but yeah. the reason why I was raised or born in California is because uh, my pops was in the military. Uh, he served the Marines for four years, and he yeah. was stationed out in Camp Pendleton. I was born there. And then uh, I think I was there for about two years, and then we finally moved back to San Antonio after he served his his term. Oh, so y'all were in San Antonio before? Right, right. Yeah. Oh, so okay. They, yeah, okay. They, they were raised here and lived here. I mean, they're from Mexico. Yeah, yeah. Um, Piedras Negras, and and then they moved over here to San Antonio. Uh, they met uh, at Lanier High School. Oh and, shit! Yeah. So my mom went to Lanier High School, and my yeah. dad went to uh, Burbank. Okay. Yeah, yeah. literally in kind of yeah. the same area. Yeah, and so that my makes sense. my my dad's aunt was friends with my mom. They went to a a, a dance, and that's where they met. Man. Oh, bro, yeah. crazy little love story. Yeah, but exactly, man. What's uh, yeah, it's pretty crazy. I think most people. Um, I'm not. I'm not saying this is why you kind of transitioned to San Antonio, but a lot of people move from Cali to uh, to San Antonio, and it's pretty crazy because it's a. Uh, it's, it's definitely expensive out there, man. Yeah, man. Yeah. So, like, uh, we went to visit last year, and I'll tell you, man, the difference in prices, yeah. <laughs> gas, uh, snacks, food, absolutely everything, man, is just almost twice as much as what it is here in San Antonio. Yeah, and I think the, for for, for me, I think the most, re- well, not research, but uh, just shit that I've seen is is uh, just real estate, like the houses, the cost of living. Yeah, is, so the cost of living is also huge, man. I mean, It's crazy. Day and day after day after day, people are moving out of California yeah. <laughs> just to get a better living experience, man. Suppose I saw on Twitter the the other day that supposed to be roughly in about five to ten years that Austin and San Antonio are going to connect just because the amount of people that are pretty much kind of moving. You know what I mean? Connect as in like the population or yeah. So pretty much there's going to be I don't know what's what's in between. Do you know what's in between? San Antonio and Austin. Well, New Braunfels, San Marcos. Um, San Marcos, yeah. yeah. So there's just going to be a ton of businesses and a ton of uh, like houses made between that stretch between San Antonio and, and Austin. It's, it's right. pretty much going to connect. That's what they're saying, but... I mean, I, I believe it from yeah. the, the few times that I do drive down to Austin, it's all open land. So yeah. I, I, uh, 
I'm pretty sure that they're gonna eventually knock trees down and start building neighborhoods, man. It just it just all makes sense. But yeah. um we uh yeah, we've been friends for a while. I know uh the the first memory well not first memory, but the the like the I think the first time that I actually introduced myself, you had you were working at UPS right there. Um it was Jersey Mike's UPS. The, 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 right. The, so I think that's when we first started talking as much as we talk now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but we originally met uh, through when you were in high school when you were dating Brianna. Oh, okay. Yeah. That, so, okay, I remember now. So that's what you had said. I was actually, I had a class with her. Yeah, yeah. And uh, we were ta- I was talking about, because uh, I had just turned 16, and I was uh, looking for a job. Yeah. And I think at that time you were working at Bush's. I'm I'm pretty sure I was. Yeah. So, <laughs> I'm pretty sure I was. Uh, I she had told me about it, and she told me that she, that you would be able to refer me. I was like, cool, man. Um, I actually ended up going to Bushes. Yeah, and I applied, but it wasn't the one that you were working at. <laughs> which, one, which one was it? Um, was I it? think it was the one right here on on Podranco. Oh, okay. Yeah, and then shortly after that, we stopped at the Bill Millers. Yeah, I applied there, and they they hired me on the spot, man. Yep. Yeah, uh damn. It's crazy you bring up Bill Millers because I knew a couple people in high school that worked at Bill Millers. Yeah. I, I don't know if this is, uh, you can kind of go for experience, but suppose me, it was kind of like a bad place to work, man. Like they were uh, pretty, you, pr- pretty intense. You definitely <laughs> worked for your money, man. I'll yeah. tell you that. I mean, uh, intensive work, honestly, yeah. man. I bet. Then, from the stories I've heard, for sure, like there was just, I mean, all the way from the work you did to, to like the managers, um, the way they kind of, the way the culture was too. Yeah, so. most definitely. Um and then as far as the weekends go, I mean, I had absolutely no weekends. I'd be working 2 to 10. So so Shit. on top of the weekends, I would be going to school Monday through Friday, yeah. working three days out of those week, out of the week. Yeah, yeah. And then I'd work the two weekends, so that sounds, Saturday and Sunday. Literally sounds exactly what I, what I used to do. Um, I think my senior year in high school, because I started that, the job bushes when uh, I was the end of my, my junior year. And then senior year, I was pushing like maybe like 35 hours. It was close to 40. Right. Um, but it kind of worked out because my senior year, I would get out close to like one to two o'clock. So uh-huh. it kind of, after that, I would just go straight to work and then right, right. every fucking day, well, I had two days off, but yeah, yeah, it was intense. Um, yeah, no, it was definitely tiring, man. But if I can, if I can overcap and tell you a brief summary is I wouldn't regret it, man. I, <laughs> I definitely, I took out, I was able to take out my car, you know, yeah. all by myself, um, and I've been able to pay it all off, man. And I, I haven't stopped working since. Yeah, it's it. Uh, a lot of people don't know working for me. Well, just from experience, a lot of people don't recognize the the type of work that goes into working in a restaurant. Mm-hmm. Like, I've seen people just kind of overlook what what actual work goes into it, mm-hmm. and the type of skills you kind of do, and the type of skills you learn. Like, yeah, I think going into that, I, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna lie at all. I was definitely definitely shy. I wasn't want to talk to anybody. Um, having that job, I was able to communicate with something with people. Mm-hmm. It took me a while to actually kind of take orders and communicate with somebody. Right. But uh, yeah, it teaches you that, and then also it teaches you honestly, it teaches you how to clean too. Cause yeah, definitely that you um. Yeah, you have to you have to keep up to par to what whatever their standards are, and yeah. if you don't, obviously, then there's consequences. But uh, mm-hmm. yeah, that that definitely transitions into like today, like real world. Customer service. Um, yeah, customer service, and then also too. I mean, learn how to clean. You can clean your own house. You know what I mean? Exactly. Like, yeah. No, at Bill Miller's, I didn't really, I didn't start dealing with uh, customer face to face. Yeah, I was working on back end, so I was, okay. I was preparing chicken. Yeah, yeah, battering chicken and dropping it, and then. It's not until I started working at UPS is when I started 
doing face-to-face customer service. Yeah, yeah. Um, and then uh, cashier as well. I did the I did the same. I started off as a cook. Um, and honestly, I was there for five years. So the three years, first three years, I was a cook. And then the last two years, I was kind of kind of both, you know what I mean? Like I was cooking, but sometimes I would be in the front if they, if they needed it, right. depending on how busy it is. But yeah, definitely teach you a lot of soft skills that most people don't. Most people don't know, man. Yeah, mm-hmm. most definitely. And I, I think I'm glad about my transition from Bill Miller's to UPS. Um, it was definitely a different um, kind of customer service. Yeah, and, yeah. Uh, I worked my way up to management. So I definitely got taught a lot of skills, man. That's crazy you say it because honestly, I didn't know that. Yeah, but I yeah. figured. I figured, though, because you're always there. <laughs> yeah, I was, yeah, there was customers who would ask me, you know, do you ever take a day off? Yeah. Are you ever off? And I'll be honest, man, like... I was working 40 hours a week, yeah, yeah. but on top of that, the store was only open for another, what, 10, 12 hours? So Shit. I was there pretty much open to close, man. Every single day. Yeah, every day. I Yeah, I used to live literally maybe about five minutes away from that that store. My mom worked at the, the Jersey Mike's next <laughs> right, door. Right, and yeah. That's pretty much... She, that's how we finally clicked. Like, Yeah, she had said something. She was like, hey, do you know... Uh, she she had said your name, Robert. And I was like, uh, I would have to see him. And then sure enough, I, I kind of remembered your face. Mm-hmm. And then when you had told me that thing about Brianna, I was like, yeah, I, I remember me and her talking about it. But um, yeah, it's crazy. Small world, man. Yeah, I, I would never thought that uh, you kind of be in that area. You know what I'm saying? Just because... Well, the reason I got that job was because my dad was working with AT&T. Okay. Um, and at Bill Miller's at the time when I was there, uh, I was getting ready to graduate and I was getting ready to go into college. Yeah, yeah. Um, spoke to a manager there, told them that I wanted to kind of readjust my hours around my college schedule. And they never they never made it happen. Damn. So he was, uh, so my dad was working at AT&T um, every morning they would go to that UPS store and pick up equipment. Mm-hmm. Um, spoke to the manager there and told her that I was looking for another job. And she was like, well, come and tell them to apply. Yeah, yeah. I applied, got hired, and I've been, I had been there for, what, five years? Yeah. I think the last time I was there, too, um, it was your friend, right? There was another guy that used to work there. And yeah, he, yeah, yeah. I, I remember him, too, from from school. I don't actually remember his name, but... Um, yeah, I, I I used to see him every time I would drop off packages there too as well. Yeah, but yeah, yeah. I guess that's that's pretty cool, right? Working yeah, with your friend. Yeah, so I got him hired there. Yeah, and we were working. He he had been there for three years or four years too, man. So I gotcha. Yeah, yeah well, what's uh what's pretty crazy too, and we were talking about it before the actual podcast is uh the, the everything that's going on as far as the COVID and uh the type of mm-hmm. things that that happen whenever kind of COVID took place. Yeah, people got furloughed. Uh, people got fired, but. We, uh, I, I know you recently took advantage of that, and that's something that I personally, I, I saw you, I saw you made a post, um, and it was you, it was you basically saying that what happened as far as you getting furloughed or pretty much right. how, however you want to call it, and then you kind of transitioning and making it a positive by actually starting your own business. So right, so yeah, so um, the reason why I left UPS was not because of uh, the pandemic that had oh, okay. been going yeah. on. I'm sorry, um, my bad. <laughs> no, 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 it's cool. But it did happen during that time. Yeah, and, yeah. Um, what was happening was that there was an owner transition. Ah, uh, okay, okay. The new owners didn't want uh, the current employees. They wanted to make it about family-based. Okay. Um, so they had let go of all of us. Um, now, again, you know about San Antonio Souls and that I had been doing that since 2016. Yeah, yeah. Um, so I decided to take the opportunity to, to do it full-time and... It's been three months now, and I can't complain, man. It's uh, 
Yeah, I definitely. What's crazy too is uh, I also got got forload. I, I no management changer. I didn't know that, but that's that's a that's a good point. Um, but yeah, so I was actually working. Um, I had been there at, at a new dealership for about maybe about two to three. Uh, let's see, about a month and a half, honestly. Right. And um, yeah, I guess since I was one of the new employees, I kind of kind of just kicked me to the dirt and kind of just said, "Hey, that sucks." Man. Yeah, it, it is what it is at this point, but. Without a no. without a heads up or anything, man. Yeah, without a heads up. They um, just called you in the office one day, huh? Yeah, one day they just said, um, well, actually they had called on the intercom some dude. Um, he ended up going to the management office, and then um, shortly after that, he came to our little office that we kind of some of the people I hang around right. with at work. And uh, yeah, he pretty much just, just told us, "Hey, we got a uh, I got fired." And then shortly after that, I mean, me and my other buddy, uh, we got called in at separate times and. Yeah, it was just said, hey, you got to, we're making some adjustments. We had to, we have to um, kind of go with the times just because everything, right. business, is, business, business is going to slow down mm-hmm. and it's not our decision. It's kind of someone above me and right. hate that it has to be you just because you're so new and you have so much potential, but uh, just sign right here, sign this damn paper. <laughs> and I was just like, fuck. Damn it, man. Yeah, I was like. Were you I, liking the job? Yeah, I was, honestly, I liked it just because. Coming, that was my second dealership I worked at. And oh, was I didn't like, know you had previous. Uh, yeah, I used to work at a Honda dealership, and then I transitioned to a Toyota dealership. And a shit ton of more business, man. There was a lot of foot traffic. I would say, I'll give it to you in a perspective. We had roughly about, maybe about 16 to 18 employees at the Honda store. Right. At the Toyota dealership, we had maybe about 45. Jesus. Yeah, so there was, and everybody ate. Like, everybody, so maybe on average about 15 cars, which is pretty fucking good. There was people that hit 35, 40. A month? Which, yeah, a month. Wow. Which dude. is um, which is top tier, man. Those right. people that hit, like, 35, 40 make damn near close to 150 to $200,000. Like, it's, if they're That's consistent damn, throughout the year. Right, right. But, um, yeah, I liked it, man. I, I Clicked with the, the employees there too as well. The yeah. management was was pretty dope. There was some management. There's there were some managers there that we really didn't get along. But other than that, man, I made a that was a month and a half. I made some pretty good money uh, compared to the dealership before. So right. that's crazy, man. Yeah. I didn't know that. You know, there was such a demand in in that. I I would figure that yeah. it would be pretty slow. Yeah, yeah. Um, but no, yeah. Based off of what you're saying, it's it's picked up pretty bad. Yeah, and what's even crazier is when I I when everything happened, um, and I left the job. They uh that next month, which was April, the top sales guy, he's always he's always kind of selling. Like I said, 30, 40 cars. Right. I think halfway through the month, he was at twenty two cars. So even though that everything going on with the pandemic, people were still fucking buying cars. You know what I'm saying? That's crazy, man. I don't know if it was the incentives they were giving. It was checks, probably too. Check, yeah, it was probably stimulus checks. Uh, I know, I know they were doing too, uh, where you didn't have to make payments for up to like six months or something like that. I think still they're doing it to like four months. I I wouldn't doubt it. I would not doubt it, just because, like I said, business. I would think business is slower than than usual than like previous years. Yeah, yeah, most definitely. It's a yeah, it was pretty crazy. But the reason why I say that is just because I, like I said, I got, I left the, well, they kind of forloaded me the the job. And then uh, I kind of transitioned to the same thing you're doing. I kind of started my own business, right. um, kind of went full time with doing it. But uh, what would you say is kind of the biggest thing you learned from now? Um, yeah, what, what's the biggest kind of 
What do you think? <laughs> as far as like um, running my own business? Yeah, running your own business. Like, what uh, do you think? To, definitely time management and uh, financial budgeting. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's that's been the two biggest things. Um, back when I was working at UPS um, and doing San Antonio Souls, I had a bunch of free money. So I was able to just drop a whole load of cash yeah. <laughs> into inventory on shoes, shoes, shoes. And, and now I have to kind of like uh, balance myself and be able to understand that I have to sell a certain amount before I can purchase more. And then, yeah. yeah, so that's the, that's the biggest thing. And then time management too is, um, and when I, when I say time management, it's more of like scheduling what you're going to do for the day. You know right. I mean? Right. Yeah. If you don't write a list down and, and write what you're going to do, you end up just letting the whole day go yeah. by without doing anything, man. Um, so when you have the list, you're able to say, okay, I'm going to do this at this time. I'm going to do that at that time. Yeah. And that's where your time management goes into play. It's, uh, it's funny you say those two things because that's literally what I was just about to talk about. Right. Like, I, I can go into time management. I have a, a whiteboard right here outside the room, and mm-hmm. it has a literally a to-do list. And I have an app, too, so I kind of transition from both of them. Right. Um, but, yeah, literally, they can be maybe five tasks. It can be 20. As long as you put that list down on that, um, that app or the board for me, and I hit them throughout the day, it, it, it definitely it kind of— you keep yourself on track, you know what yeah, I'm saying? Yeah, most definitely. Um, and then also, too, kind of financial literacy. And that's one of the things that I feel like you have to gain experience from, whether it's school or, like, your previous job or, like, job experience, I should say, because they don't teach you that in school. Like they go, They go, I would say they go into the basics, like, maybe, like, an e- economics class or something like that, because I remember a couple, mm-hmm. a couple classes that went into that, but not into depth where you actually have to be really top-notch to actually kind of make it work for your business. You know what I mean? Right, right. And um, it it transitions to, like, what most people don't think you need. You don't necessarily need it, but it's very, very helpful is is credit. And I've talked about it before on my um, previous podcast, and it's uh, do do you utilize credit? How how, how are you with credit? Right. So with credit, um, I... I'm gonna be honest with you, man. Yeah, I yeah. think of it about a, as a game, man, and like, <laughs> and like I'm trying to progress on it every day, every yeah. day, every day. And um, <clears throat> I, one thing I don't do is abuse it, man. So yeah, yeah, yeah. There's people who max out their credit cards and they just can't pay it off, man. But yeah. so what we do, or what I do is, uh, uh, I'll use my credit card to purchase, you know, a certain amount of sneakers. Yeah. As soon as I sell the sneakers, I pay off the credit card, and then I'll put the profit into my bank account. Yeah, yeah. My uh, my checking. And that's kind of how I separate that and make sure that I don't drown with my with my credit cards. Yeah, hundred um, percent. Yeah, I, I, I don't use my credit cards for anything other than that. So it's like everything is business, man. Business, business, business. Yeah, I agree with you, hundred percent. I'm not too sure on how you uh, if there's like a spreadsheet or anything like that, but I definitely use a spreadsheet. I kind of yeah. literally to the penny. Um, I kind of track what the profit was, what the gross amount was, right. any type of fees, um, and, and and again, that's all financial stuff that you don't like necessarily right. have to have to. You don't learn. You, you, I mean, they don't teach you. You have to learn it for for yourself. But, right, right. So uh, that's uh, that's one thing that I made a mistake on back in 2018. Yeah. Um, I got hit with a 1099k on PayPal. Oh, okay. Because we made or we did over 200 um, sales and twenty thousand dollars. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Um, and I, my biggest mistake was not recording my expenses and my income. Mm-hmm. Um, so I had to just gather what I could last minute. Just so that I wasn't, I was, I was going to pay five thousand dollars in taxes, man. Shit. In twenty eighteen, I ended up bringing it down to two thousand, man. So yeah. it was still a hefty amount that I paid. Um, 
but it, it was definitely a learning experience for me. Mm-hmm. 2019 was my first year where I created a spreadsheet, made all my expenses. Um, what I failed to do in 2019 was um, also make my expenses for what I didn't know that I could record was gas mileage. Yeah, yeah. Um, cell phone bills because it's it's part of, you know, business. Business, you, yeah. You, you definitely, eBay posts, yeah. um, Discord, everything, absolutely everything. And then um, what else? The internet. We run bots on internet, so yeah. Yeah, you can you can record that as a business expense. Um, proxies, servers, yeah, absolutely and, everything, and, man. Yeah, and, and so that was twenty nineteen, and then uh, in twenty twenty this year, um, I don't know if you've ever heard of uh, cop metrics. No, but I know. Uh, well, is it similar to like kind of keeping track of yourselves and right? Kinda so like it's a, a it's actually a program um, ran by a couple people that are in. Sneaker Twitter. Yeah, yeah. Um, and they're, it's, they allow you to add your expenses on your shoes, allow you to add expenses on, um, like, if uh, custom expenses. So, like, if you want to record your proxy purchases. Yeah, okay. Server. Uh, me running a business, so I also have, like, stickers that I purchase, shirts, yeah, all yeah. that stuff. I'll, I'll record the expenses. Um it's been pretty good, man. I love, I absolutely love the software, man. It's uh, it's crazy you say it because like, I, I, this is something I learned too. When did I learn this shit? I think when I filed my taxes this year. Right. I mean, last year for the actual, um, for the year, obviously it was, uh, I was at a dealership, but uh, I was talking to one of the other gentlemen and he was, he was uh, another person that worked there and he was just saying what you can actually um kind of right off as an expense, you know what I'm saying? Like right. there's, um, yeah, literally everything you just said, that's kind of what I, what I take into part two, but not like, I, I didn't think about that as well. Um, mileage, um, gas expense, that's yeah, kind of everything. Anytime you go out yeah. and drive out and you're going to drop off shoes or yeah. go purchase shoes or go to the mall to buy shoes. Yeah. I mean, all of that is something that you can write down. And <clears throat> what my tax lady said was that, um, you can't really write down like, your expense on the gas itself, yeah, yeah. but mileage you can because yeah. obviously you're not going to use the whole tank of gas for yeah business. You yeah, know you got well, pleasure. For me, as far as when I was working at UPS, you know, not not my whole tank was going to buying sneakers. You know, yeah. I was going to work and all that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I, I know what you mean. Yeah, most definitely. Man. What uh, what do you think? Like, I know you made some mistakes over the over the over the years, and it's 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 pretty cool just mm-hmm. to see how you um how you transition. Um, because, like I said before, we're talking. There's a lot of trial and error, trial and error that goes into this, and I feel like most people that get into uh, sneaker reselling and kind of bots and stuff like that, they kind of right. just stop. You know what I'm saying? Once they don't see a immediate immediate return, right? And that's, so, uh, I think for for me too. I, I started 2017. I think you started the year before. So, mm-hmm. what do you? Um, how do how, how do you feel about that? So, I mean, again, everything is trial and error. Yeah. Um, there's people that come into the game and buy a bot and think that that's all you need, man, is a yeah. bot. But they don't understand that there's a, a lot of expenses that you need within the bot, which is, again, proxies and servers. Yeah, yeah. Um, proxies, how do you, like, a proxy, an IP address, it's basically a home address for your internet. Yeah. Um, buying multiple proxies, they allow you to act as um, multiple households, Yeah. essentially, and then... Uh, which bypasses your bot trigger to a certain website. Um, so, yeah, you have to buy plenty of proxies. Um, and then there's obviously bad quality proxies and yeah. good quality <laughs> proxies. And some people are willing to spend 
five bucks on proxies. Some some people are willing to spend fifty bucks on proxies, man. Yeah. So that's what differentiates the good, you know, the people that run bots efficiently, and then those that don't really run it efficiently. Yeah, yeah. Um, so there's that, and then there's servers as well as making sure that you know your proxies are at the highest speeds that you can get. Yeah. Um, it's um. I think when I first started getting into like the resale game, uh, I was doing everything manual for sure, just manual, manual, mm-hmm. manual. And I think it was. I'm sure you had it too. It was just a point in time, like fuck, like I wanna, I wanna get more. You know what I'm saying? I wanna right, have multiple right. pairs, and the only way, <coughs> the only way to do it is to join them. You know what I'm saying? Like exactly. that's that's the only way to do it. There's yeah, especially if you want multiple pairs, like you can get one, two here and there, but multiple for sure. You have to have a bot, but. Yeah. Um, if for the listeners, if y'all don't know what a bot is, a sneaker bot is basically just automated software that uh, developers and coders make to automize the checkout process for, um, I mean, clothes, streetwear, sneakers, and stuff like that. So it's literally sometimes it checks out within, I mean, a couple seconds. Uh, sometimes it checks out, it can check out within a couple minutes. Like it just, even hours, it just it all depends on on the, the release. Yeah, the release, the the bot and stuff like that. But it's uh, I always I always pride myself on the amount of work that it actually takes because most people don't know that you have to stay up long hours setting up. Um, yeah, exactly. You have to, like you said, go meet people, um, drop off shoes, and you kind of have to schedule that stuff on top of kind of worrying about your uh your sneaker business you know what i mean like there's just so much shit that goes into it and i don't really think people understand like they overlook that for sure yeah yeah i mean i i know a lot of people who cook here locally you know going out to stores and buying their pairs of shoes but they don't understand that the the same amount of work goes into bots man yeah i mean it's it's not more of physical work but it is mental work yeah and they're just like last night flint's released yeah Um, yeah. okay i had three and a half hours of sleep that night man um so it definitely takes you know quite a bit of time and, and yeah. mental work to be able to run everything efficiently man that's uh it's funny you say that because it literally i woke up <laughs> let's see I woke, i'm pretty sure i woke up like 8 8 15 mm-hmm. and i set up maybe about 15 minutes i mean like 45 minutes <laughs> right right so i mean i'm i'm sure you i'm not too, too too sure how many pairs you got but uh yeah the definitely the more time you put into you're, of course, like anything, uh, the more time you put into it, the bigger return you're going to get. And exactly. that's also something that kind of goes back to the the to-do list and your scheduling and your time management. Because if that doesn't work out and you're, you're not in tune with all that, um, it's not going to be what you want. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, exactly. I mean, I wake up early to give me enough time to spare in case there's something last minute that I need to run. I mean, yeah. Um, you know about AYCD, so you understand that um, there was a point in time where their auto solve wasn't working. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so we had to resort last minute, change up all our Gmails and put them into our bot so that they can check out, you know, using the captures yeah. in the bot system. So again, it's little things like that that you just don't know that it's going to happen until <clears throat> you literally minutes before the yeah. drop. Literally when it happens yeah. or before the drop. Exactly, exactly. And this uh this might sound all just some um, jibber jabbish or some some something form, but this is uh yeah, this is this is pretty much how we talk and it's pretty crazy because a lot of people uh I don't know if a lot of people are into it. I, I know a couple people that actually follow the podcast that are into sneakers that I kinda help out and stuff, but right. It's all it's all just part of what we do, you know what I mean? Yeah, it's exactly, all just it's all like, part of the business. It's like people talking about, you know, sales and how to p- speak to people when you're trying to sell a car, man. I yeah. mean, <laughs> it's foreign language to some yeah. others who are familiar will understand. Yeah, yeah. What um what do you um 
I know, I know you're doing everything pretty much e-commerce, but do you plan to have like, uh, like a brick and mortar store or anything like that? So that's definitely the goal, man. Right now, you know, I, I do run an e-commerce. I do have a full up and running website. Yeah. Yeah. Um, uh, it's been great. Uh, <clears throat> I used to get to where people would hit me and be like, yo, are you legit? Or, you know, they would <laughs> yeah. post, they would post me and be like, can I get a legit check on this guy? Yeah. <laughs> as soon as I link them to the website, it's just a whole other story. You know what I mean? It's like, they don't need to question anything. They see how yeah. a professional, the website looks and it saves me a lot of time. And, um, when people purchase on there, they have their address ready. So I just ship it out to wherever they're being purchased from. Yeah. Um, so that's definitely one thing that's you know that I've invested so that I w- I can save time on that. Yeah, yeah, that makes sense, and I think that's pretty much. I, I mean, I would love a store. There's, I mean, there's once you, I think for me, once I go into like a brick and mortar store, the thought of process thought process of it, I think there's a shit ton of more stuff I got to worry about. <laughs> right. There's right. a. I mean, so it's I, definitely not, it's more more expensive. <clears throat> yeah, for sure. You're gonna have your cost of uh you know your rental property yeah yeah um electricity water etc um but one thing that you gain from that is people understanding uh like having a having a um what's the word like a physical location permanent yeah permanent spot to buy and sell shoes from um on top of that i mean i've i've definitely thought about opening up a brick and mortar store um, I just want to have enough inventory to where I'm able to post something up. Yeah. Okay. Without, uh, without selling out, you know what I mean. I'm definitely not gonna open up a store and not have inventory. Yeah, that makes sense. And um, yeah, there's a like literally what you just said. It's kind of just like a like an apartment or a house. I mean, it's a physical location, so right. you got leases, you got um, all the utilities that come with it. But um, I know for me. If I were to, what 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 area do you think is is the best? If you were to open here in San Antonio, so I've actually had two people contact me and uh, tell me that they love what I do and yeah. how efficient that I do it, <clears throat> and wanted like to partner up. And it's although it's uh, something that I would love to do. Yeah, yeah. It's I've never I've never thought about doing this in within a partnership. You know what I mean. Um, so I kind of just like play around with the idea and listen to what they have to offer. Yeah, yeah. Um, as far as your question was, spot. Yeah, yeah, um, like the Pacific. So, so the reason why I brought up these people was because they've brought up uh, downtown would be one area. Okay. Um, I don't know if I'm fond with that. Um, I know there is a lot of foot traffic, but would like let me ask you: Would you be willing to go downtown to? buy or sell some shoes <laughs> giving giving the traffic and all that yeah and I, I definitely it would be i would be less likely to do it i'll, I'll say right. you that if there was something that i was very very interested in good price i mean ton of factors that go into it i mean i might make the trip out but you're right i definitely yeah so much traffic shit ton of people there um i mean yeah i right. just i wouldn't do it <laughs> yeah, so i mean the area that you're at right now alamo ranch yeah beautiful spot man i love i love uh how how it's growing? Yeah. Um, there's I've seen a couple of uh, shops to the left up here on Colebra. Um, see how I love like the the style. Yeah, yeah. It's uh definitely like Spanish looking. I don't know how to explain it. Yeah, it, no, it's about a rock. Yeah, I know exactly um, what you mean. The spot is developing, so I I I can see this being a well well area. You know what I mean? It's it's very very convenient. Uh, I think living here for the past three years, there is a shit ton of time. Sit shit ton of traffic for sure. Um, right. I mean, you can 
obviously the main time is nine o'clock, five o'clock. But I'm talking about like sometimes um, you got two, three o'clock where you don't expect it to be busy, but it's still there's just a shit ton of traffic. I know yeah, if you exactly. go more down Calebra towards like Cashville, um, you got two or three miles that go down in subdivisions, apartment complexes. So there's yeah, there's a shit ton of people here. It's definitely even it's definitely growing too as well. But I feel like this area is uh, is a good area. On top of like once you start going to Bandera and La Cantera, those are geared areas too. But I feel like they might be a little bit more expensive as far as um, what you're trying to lease and yeah, things definitely. Like that. But, I mean, and then there's spots where you know it's overpriced and yeah, there's not yeah. really traffic. So it's all about uh, land location. Man. That's and true. You gotta understand the demographics and everything. So <clears throat> it's not just about where you think or where it looks nice. Yeah, um, yeah, it would definitely be something where I would have to research and see the level of income yeah. and demographics again. And I've always uh, I, I learned this from a manager at Bushes, and it's uh, basically wherever McDonald's is, right? you have yeah. a good amount of success. So every time. Like, there's one on Petrenko and 151. There's literally a McDonald's, right. like, two or three minutes away from it. Like, it's walking distance. Um, there's a couple locations, too, as well. And it's, he literally, that's, he, he literally told me, he was like, yeah, I have, like, McDonald's did the research for me. You know what I'm saying? Like, every, yeah, yeah. It, it's, it's funny that he puts it like that, but you, they do the research and you just kind of build next to it and you still have not as yeah. much traffic because McDonald's might be a little bit uh, cheaper and kind of right. more more um more options but uh yeah still the the same amount of i, I think the same amount of business can yeah. go to to your uh, to your business too but it's always it's always a good thing to kind of put it around a mcdonald's <laughs> yeah yeah no most definitely i mean there's people who their job is to yeah land uh what do you call it like land research yeah, and, yeah. and see where is a good spot for a certain business man so yeah it's crazy there again, and that just brings you to a whole other perspective yeah. of, of jobs and what there is, and, and yeah, man. I mean, what um I know for us growing up, we kind of I'm not too sure about you, but uh, for me, there was not um like growing going to Southwest, and you have this kind of chip on your shoulder. You know what I'm saying? Like yeah. you're not you're not supposed to get out. Uh, you're not supposed to be doing things that um, other people like on different sides of San Antonio do, you know what I'm saying? Like you're not supposed to ha own a business. You're not supposed to, um, have good credit. You're not supposed to, uh, network outside of kind of your community. And I think a lot of people, um, that, that's a lot of people for me. I think that's a lot of judgment um, that I've seen. I don't know if you feel like that or if like the way you growing up taught you certain ways to think or, right. um, how, how do you, or what would you say kind of helped you out with your, with your mindset? Well, um, I was raised um, West Side San Antonio. Okay. Um, up until my fifth grade year of, of elementary school. Yeah. Um, sixth grade, we moved over here towards uh, Southwest. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> and I had a uh, middle school bunch of friends. I mean, I talked to absolutely everybody and anybody. Um, going into high school is kind of where I distanced myself towards the people that I talked to. Um, I can't really tell you I have a reason for that. Yeah. <laughs> it was just, that's just the way it played out. I yeah, mean, yeah. I, I didn't really talk to anybody. And um, uh, going into present, like most of the people that I talked to are people that I've met through sneakers or through uh, the shoe groups on Facebook. Yeah. And it's kind of weird how it played out, but I'm I'm not really mad at it. You know what I mean? Like 
Um, nobody knows about. Nobody can judge me about what I've done in the past or any of that. You know what I mean? Man, that makes sense. Never thought of it that way. Yeah. So I mean, that's that's one thing that I definitely like about uh, my friendships now, um, and I I can't complain, man. Like. Uh, yeah, I know. Uh, I, I think for me it's a little different just because I have a group of friends that I've been friends with for a while. Right. Um, but I don't go outside of that. Like I don't. I don't go seeking for friendship, if that makes sense. And it's not that I don't like people or I just, it's, it's not something I do, you know what I'm saying? Like right. I've I've known these people for, I mean, 10, 15 years. And I don't know, it's just, it might be hard to trust somebody, you know what I'm saying? Like it yeah, might, yeah, you no. don't know what type of intentions they, uh, they can bring to the table or anything like that. Yeah, and I've had friendships built through sneakers and I've had friendships and through sneakers, man. So <laughs> yeah. um, it's, it's crazy how... Um, <clears throat> People feel kind of obligated sometimes when uh, they do something for you, yeah. or and it's it's not even you requesting that that you know what I mean. Like uh, <clears throat> I'll give you an example. I've had people. I mean, ov- obviously, you know, understand that I'm in the resale business, so I yeah. buy shoes and sell shoes. Yeah. Um, I've had friends who sell me pairs of shoes at you know a nice price, and I will gladly cup them in, and then. Um, yeah. Months down the road, they say, yo, remember when I sold you those sneakers for this uh, price? Yeah, I see. Um, and they feel like they're obligated to get a... Um, like a discount or, or some yeah, type yeah, of compensation. Yeah, exactly, yeah, exactly. Yeah. And I'm like, that's not the way it works, man. Yeah. Like, uh, you got to understand that I run a business yeah. and, and I can't just be lending out hands every now and then. Yeah, I never, uh, I never been the type to kind of do that, especially to people that I actually don't talk to on a regular basis right. uh if you're i feel like if you're an acquaintance you're an acquaintance for a reason you know what i mean like yeah. and it's, if if it comes down to business definitely wouldn't do that uh, i'm i wouldn't say i'm strict about it but i'm kind of in tune with like if you're gonna get a helping hand right. or if you're gonna get a discount anything in general you kind of know who you're gonna help out but it all comes down i think to the type of friendship it is um, yeah. and it definitely shows you their true colors too as well if they kind of right. down the road that happens, but yeah, exactly. And it's it's not one person. It's been multiple people who have done that to me. Damn, that's crazy. And um, I've always been a nice guy, man. Yeah. And I've always been like, okay, you know what? Yeah. Um, <clears throat> there's been people who have um, came to UPS and you know have asked for you you know boxes to ship out, and Damn. I used to hook these people up, man. Yeah, yeah. Like I would just throw them the bone and not even have anything, and then there's. People who have felt obligated that I needed to give them uh, free service every time. What? You know what I mean? Yeah, dude. Like, <laughs> and and I'll tell you another story. As uh, I won't mention the guy's name, but he had he would stop by the store one time, right? And um, I would always say, "Come up with the box." And, yeah, yeah. And and uh, never once did I get a thanks from that guy. And uh, I, mind you, not I. I never knew this guy until he was I just worked, a, yeah. He, like a he regular was, customer. He was a regular customer. Yeah. He always copped sneakers, so you know that's how we clicked at yeah, UPS. Yeah. Um, never talked to him outside of work though. Now, <clears throat> there was one day he stopped in, and it was pretty busy, so I wasn't able to take care of him. And uh, we had a trainee there, who was taking care of him, and uh, the trainee helped him out and got him a box and all that, rung him up. And um, I even went out of my way to go to the system and give him that 25% off discount. Yeah, yeah. And then uh, he pulls me to the side as he's leaving. He was like, yo, Rob, just make sure you take care of me next time. 
Bro, that's... And I, yeah. I swear, I just wanted to get up and be like, fuck you, man. Like, just get the fuck out of my face. <laughs> um, but it's crazy. Like I said, man, people feel like they're Definitely obligated. Entitled, too. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Entitled. Yeah, entitled. Yeah. And it's I, I've met... Uh, I, most people... Well, I'm not too sure if you know, but I, I used to work at, um, at, at a bank, uh, at a credit union. I'm not going to say the name, but... Uh, it's uh, and for me, I think working there taught me a, a lot about entitlement and people expect so much for you. I don't know if you've ever been up to a bank before, but there's kind of like a slip you have to fill out, like the transaction uh, slip that you have right. to kind of if you're depositing money, if you're withdrawing, right, um, right. if you're transferring anything like that. Um, <coughs> and people just wouldn't do it, man. Uh, we would there would there was times where I would do it for the person um, and. On top of that, they'll expect like something else in return. I'm just like, man, we uh, I literally took the time to write this out for you. Like you can't help me out. You know what I'm saying? Like you can't meet me halfway. Yeah. And then there's been times where um, service. There's been like a couple of people on. Help, there's been a couple of employees helping helping out, and uh, lines were backed up, and we would have people complain about our service was shitty. That they were going to take their money out and kind of go to a different bank. That's crazy. And, I think not to put any type of stereotype on people, but it was always the people that kind of I don't I don't know how to say this without being very very judgmental. <laughs> Just a lot of the people that didn't have have much money. It right. was all the people that kind of own businesses, um, doctors. Like I'm, I legit vividly remember somebody like a doctor. Well, I didn't know he was a doctor doctor until I pulled up his account on the computer, mm-hmm. uh, and this guy had like 1.5 million in his bank account. Right. Just chilling. And uh, he was in, I mean, you got a regular T-shirt, a hoodie, a cap, like some, probably some, I, I didn't see his bottoms, but it was pretty sure some jeans, like just all chill. Yeah. Nicest guy ever. And it was always those people that kind of knew what it took to uh, kind of run that business and didn't complain. So mm-hmm. like I said, it was always the people that kind of, I don't know, just just weird people sometimes. <laughs> yeah, yeah, man. I mean, I definitely agree with that. Sometimes you just don't you can't really tell how a person's gonna act, yeah, based off a of physical appearance. But yeah, some people are definitely have have felt like they're entitled to something, and it's not. I'm not sure if it's the way they were raised or or what, man. Like, I think that's what it comes down to, man. Honestly, the way they were raised. Yeah. Well, I think that's probably the biggest thing. Right. I think that's probably the biggest thing that I've seen um, is just the type of parenting you get when, yeah, when when you're just an adolescent. You know what I mean? Right. And it can, and what I've also seen too as well is they're not grown into that. Like they're not shown entitlement until they meet certain a group of friends. Um, I've also seen that too as well, mm-hmm. where they are in a group of friends that are kind of just feel entitled and feel like they need to have everything their way, right. and then that mindset or kind of just rubs off on them, and then kind of just transitions into something else. But yeah, for me, I think it's just yeah the way you're raised. Um, but like I said, it's a ton of factors that go into it. Um, but that pretty much is it, man. What um, what do you think? So I know you said a brick and mortar store. Mm-hmm. Um, is there anything else that you would like beyond to expand the business, or do you think that's pretty much what um, it? So I I was actually brainstorming um, by myself. Yeah, yeah. And I would love to open up a gym next to it, man. That would be dope. Uh, a full court basketball gym. Man. And run like actual seasons, yeah, of uh, street ball or something, man. That would be <laughs> dope, man. That yeah. was literally 
I wasn't expecting you to say that. <laughs> it is crazy you say it because that, that would just be dope, bro. Like not, yeah, man, having like a league would be crazy exactly. with some kind of custom jerseys, uh, custom logo on the court. Yeah, I could see it, man. That that would be dope. Yeah, and uh, <clears throat> it's nothing that I've, I've, I never talked to anybody about this. But yeah. So I'm sure there'll be hundreds of people listening to this and, and, <laughs> and brainstorming off my ideas. But um, yeah, it's definitely a plan. Um, so I would like to have a spot or property where yeah. I'm able to expand and do that. Um, I'm thinking of something like maybe like a seasonal membership or annual membership. Yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> and then running a league on top of that. And then, like you said, I have, I have, I have uh, enough resources to be able to do a custom Jersey, custom pants, yeah. custom shorts. You know? um, <clears throat> so that's definitely a plan, man. I mean, that's pretty cool. Um, but also to, it's it's uh it's gonna help out just because I've always thought of parks and recreations as kind of a gateway to help out with um with just kids in general, you know what I'm saying? Like have yeah. them get off the streets and kinda um get just physical abilities, like if they're playing basketball, if they're playing uh, whatever sport it might be, right. to kind of take their mind off of I mean like I said, drugs. It might be even something at home, you know what I mean? Yeah, exactly. So I mean it, it definitely gives them the time, um to step away from yeah. any negativity or any uh, bad influences and and go out and do something positive, man. Yeah. Um, I've had other people offer me, yo, let's open up a, a barbershop. Okay. <clears throat> there is a few shops that do that at the moment. Yeah, yeah. However, how often do you hear about them? You know what I yeah. mean? <laughs> Not that often. So they don't, I don't really see them marketing as well as they should, um, which would kind of, be what differentiates me opposed to the other people, you know yeah, what I mean? Yeah. Um, but I, I definitely would want to stick to the idea about a brick and mortar with a full-sized yeah. indoor an indoor basketball court. That would be fucking dope, man. I don't think uh, anything anybody wouldn't like that idea. I think it's just all around a, a good a good idea yeah. f- um, just for the, the city, too, in general. Exactly. Especially how... I know you network with a lot of people, so I know you'll have a lot of support behind you. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, my support. Hopefully, it comes true. <laughs> but Appreciate that. What? Uh, just to go back to, is there anything that um, you would like your mindset? What? Uh, I know because that that plays a lot into business. And how how would you say your mindset would uh, has changed over the years? And what? Um, like, who taught you anything or anybody like that? Did you have a mentor or anybody? Mm-hmm. No, so everything was actually a self-taught, man. Um, I can't tell you that anybody brought me into the game or yeah, yeah. or any of that. Um, uh, let me think. So I, I guess I'll speak about how I entered the game. Okay. Um, so back in, I started this in 2016. In 2016, I was looking for a way to make a buck. Um, you've heard of the app OfferUp? Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, so I was browsing through OfferUp and I came across two two pairs of foam posits. It was the uh, metallic ones. Back when foam posits were a thing. Yeah. <laughs> metallic popping. ones and uh, gone fishing foam posits. Okay. Yeah, I, rem- I don't know what I know what you're talking about. I bought them both for 300 bucks. And uh, I went around and posted them on eBay. Yeah. And I sold the gone fishing foam posits for 320 bucks. Damn. So you pretty, yeah. Okay. So I made wow. 20 bucks off one pair of shoes and then the rest, the other shoe was going to be pure profit. And that's when I thought, Oh shit, man! Like, there's definitely money to be made yeah. here in this uh, market. And so I started doing more research, and I found out that there was bots, and I got my first bot, and that's where I started, man. Yeah, it's uh, 
I think the first one we're talking about before, um, it was, ah, fuck, I'm pretty sure it was February 2017, if I'm not mistaken. It was the the first Zebra Yeezy drop. Mm -hmm. And at that time, uh, I knew what bots were, but I wasn't really, I I didn't, at first I didn't have the money for it. And then second, I didn't think I had the time for it just because I was school full time and then uh, my job full time. So I was just like, this shit wouldn't work out. Uh, Ended up copying manual off the Yeezy website. And that sell took me to a, a different level just to see. I, I paid for the shoe was two forty. Ended tax. up selling, yeah, after tax. Ended up selling for. I'm pretty sure it was about fourteen fifty. Mm-hmm. Um, there was like a fee that was three percent and kind of the rest. But just to see the hype and demand uh, with versus the low supply. At, at that time, because I know the, that Pacific Shoe has released many times. It is going to probably release in the future. <laughs> yeah. But uh, just to see the amount of money you can make from one shoe kind of just it just clicked in my head. Like, hey, this is this can be your side hustle. You know what I'm saying? Like if you put a little bit of time and effort into it, you can make a good amount of money depending on what shoe you actually uh, you actually caught. But. Yeah, exactly. And uh, <clears throat> again, so like uh, back to the, your original question. Um, nobody has taught me this and yeah. it got to a point where um, I was telling my parents and, and my girl that uh, I was going to go out and buy you know three four hundred dollar shoes yeah. <laughs> and they were tripping man like yo what the hell like yeah. wh- what are you doing and I'm like guys I know what I'm doing I'd go buy a three or four hundred dollar shoe and go flip it for two for six hundred yeah, so yeah. I'd be making two hundred dollars profit off that and uh <clears throat> I, as, as I started doing that multiple times, they were kind of like, okay, I can I see what you're doing now. Yeah. And then uh, from there, you know, I tell them, you know, I'm about to buy $2,000 worth of shoes. And <laughs> they were just like, okay, cool. And, and they, they see now how yeah. everything's grown. And um, I mean, it's been a blessing, honestly, man, for, for me to not feel hurt. Yeah, yeah. Um, and so leaving UPS has, has again, made me full-time San Antonio Souls and... Uh, has made me realize that I, I can't be lending out hands all the time and people and what's been awesome is that people have understood that and yeah. um can't and don't really like neglect me for it um, whenever I'm you know selling stuff and it's been it's been a cool process man. yeah it's funny you say that because I actually saw the other day on Facebook you uh well that time that you said hey I'm buying shoes uh right. and what was the phrase that you put? I don't know if you remember something. Uh, do you remember what you said? Because I don't remember the phrase that you put. Um, like, I got to eat or something like that. Like, I have to. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I was like, don't tell me uh, market price. Yeah, yeah. I, okay. I need to eat too. Yeah. yeah, most definitely. I, I saw that and I was just like, and then people were actually hitting you up, obviously, because you, yeah, uh, I, after that, you kind of purchased some some shoes. But yeah, I think that was earlier this week. I, I ended up copying like five pairs that day. Yeah. Yeah. It, it, was, it was good, man. And, um, there's been like people who uh, who have given me like a nice deal, man, and they're just and they'll straight up say like I support what you do, man. Yeah, I'll keep grinding, and I'm just like, man, I appreciate you. That so is much. crazy. That that's what I'm saying. You got a shit ton of support. I see it, bro. Like, yeah. through the Facebook Facebook groups, um, it's just yeah, it's just all around good to see, and it's a uh, it's people that I think are yeah, just good people in San Antonio. Yeah, yeah. but I mean just. As much people that support me, I have just as many people who <laughs> frown upon me, man, for, yeah. for what I do. And I don't blame them, but, I mean, everybody, there's a market for everything, yeah. man, absolutely everything. It doesn't matter what, doesn't matter who's selling it, man. Somebody's going to be trying to make a buck off something, man. Yeah. And it's, it that's might, what people don't understand is... It, 
I feel like it might as well be something something legit, something yeah. you can actually make a business off of. Um, just because I've always seen it as I would rather be doing this than something illegal. You know what exactly, I mean? Exactly, exactly. And uh, people think that I wouldn't say it is illegal, but it's just ah, what's the word? Maybe like. I don't know, unmoral. I don't even know if that's a word, but it just, you don't have no ethics to it. But yeah. in my eyes, it's it's what you, like, it's your business. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's right. how you actually put food on the table. Yeah. Not a lot of people think that way because either they have a nine-to-five job or they have a different business that right. doesn't rev- um, doesn't involve reselling. So Yeah, so again, some people say the exact term price gouging. Yeah, okay, uh, yeah. So some people say that, yo, you're price gouging on shoes. Well, Shoes isn't a necessity, man. It's it's a form of luxury. Yeah. And if I'm going to spike up a pair for a certain amount, it's not because I'm price gouging. It's just yeah. That's that's what it's going for, yeah. man. And it's like it's not something that you need. You don't need to buy shoes, but you want them, right? Yeah. <clears throat> Pay the price. And that's uh yeah, that's definitely how people should see it because that's how I see it. And it's it's literally the exact same thing. Like all these shoes <laughs> that are behind you, it's, uh, I'm not too sure if, if I've told my friends, but all these shoes that I purchased was purely off profit. I've never paid, um, I've never paid resale and I've never actually paid my specific money, like either from my nine to five job or from like the things that I do now, like literally just profit. And it was just something that I actually just was like, hey, like since I'm making money off of it, might as well just put this money towards my pleasure yeah. if I have money set aside. Now, obviously, there's money that's putting back into the business that does go to like different bank accounts that I have set up. But yeah, um, yeah definitely never been. Uh, have you ever paid resale for a pair of shoes? Um, <laughs> like personal, I should for say. Personal. I'll be honest with you, man. Yeah. I don't really buy personal shoes. Okay. <laughs> I can't. Uh, I can't even tell you. I have about half the half the. You know. <laughs> yeah. Um, and I, I try to stay away from my size, for that reason. You know, I don't want to be getting high off my own supply, man. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> I'll tell you that I recently hit on the off white fives when they came out. Okay. Size oh, thirteen. I, I remember that. Size thirteen. I remember that. And uh, I wanted to wear them so bad, man, because they were again like a highly sought out shoe, yeah. and I paid retail for it. Yeah. <clears throat> I ended up trading them for two pairs of uh, Yeezys and 50 bucks on top of it. Um, so I'm glad that I was able to get rid of the pair and not wear it. But um, yeah, man, like uh, especially now with doing this full time, I, I try to stay away from getting high for my own supply, man. Like, it's, uh, <laughs> it's pretty crazy you say that because when I first started buying sneakers, that's what I would do. I would definitely purchase shoes Your size. thinking... I was going to, yeah, my size that I was going to resell them, ended up keeping them. Um, but like I said, it was all based off profit. Um, right, right. So I was never in the position where I had to sell this to kind of put food on the table. You know what I'm saying? Like right, there's right. always money uh, somewhere for me. And that's something just, just hard work. And you know what I'm saying? Hard work and yep. dedication um, until I actually made it fully a business. But yeah, man, uh, this is... Uh, Something that not, not a lot of people get. <laughs> and yeah, yeah, most definitely. And then uh, given the circumstance that it's a full-time job, I yeah. mean, I have to sell these shoes, you know what I mean? Like, um, I'm getting married this year too. So, oh, damn. Congrats, um, bro. Yeah, I appreciate that. So it's definitely been a motivation to to do my best, man. Yeah. And um, thank God that I've been able to um, definitely put money aside for the wedding as uh, um, along with putting money aside to invest into more sneakers yeah and um <clears throat> it's been a beautiful thing to see everything like come together man 
I mean, when one door closes, another one opens, and I'm a firm believer in that now, man. Yeah, uh, I am too. Just because, uh, I mean, just to go back to the time you actually did full time, same deal for me. I was in a state of in a state of mind for maybe about two to three days where. I wouldn't say I was depressed, but definitely not a lot of negative thoughts. Uh, I didn't know what I was going to do. I didn't know where I would get the money from. I mean, this type of business that we're in now, um, I didn't think I could do it full time. I, I didn't have that um, that courage or that, I guess, not motivation because there's always, I just, I'm a motivated guy. That's just me in general, right. but I didn't think I was, I would be able to live off it, but it definitely, I mean, we're two prospects of it. We definitely can make it work. And uh, yeah. it's it's definitely good to see another person kind of do it too. But yeah, what, um, I think what, what do you think is going to be the biggest thing that, um, like, what do you foresee in the future that might be a struggle? Do you see anything that you might have uh, have struggles with? Or you think everything is kind of, kind of smooth right now and it's, it would just be good until you actually get maybe a brick and mortar store like you said before so i think it's just about brainstorming and, and growing man. Yeah. i mean uh obviously a brand is built off marketing <clears throat> the reason why i'm able to have people that contact me when i say yo i'm buying shoes yeah yeah is because of my marketing i mean i'll be honest with you man uh if it wasn't for uh, oh marketing and socializing too man that's a big thing um, there's people who just post, yo, I'm buying shoes. Yeah, yeah. Absolutely no one hits them up. Why? Because they're never around, man. They don't create relationships with the people in the um, sneaker uh, community. Yeah, yeah. Sneaker community. <clears throat> so that's one thing that differentiates that. And um, the fact that I'm able to put my logo on a shirt and people support it and want to cop a shirt. Yeah. That's what freaking blows my mind, man. And again, that all leads into the the thing about uh, marketing again and having yeah. those people that support you. Um, <clears throat> so I think it's just brainstorming and making sure that you're constantly doing something to progress. Um, one thing that I recently changed and I, I kind of faded away from doing it, but I need to get back on it, is posting on Instagram every day, man. Yeah. <laughs> um, posting content every day is absolutely one thing key, key to growth. Um I found that to be uh, something positive as far and as and as well as uh, giveaways, man. Yeah, <clears throat> it's crazy how people. I mean, you see free or you see uh, you know a certain amount of money yeah, yeah. or or item being given away and people hop on it, man. Yeah, and uh, you you always think that you always think yo like there's absolutely no other no no other person that. Um, I can reach out to, but there's always that one person who has never heard about you. Yeah. <laughs> um, and and yeah. they hit you up, man. And it's crazy. This, uh, this podcast has definitely taught me that uh, there are definitely listeners out there uh, mm -hmm. from out uh, from around the city, from different states. And uh, yeah, I've read different books about marketing and for sure, show, for sure, social media is uh, top tier now just because I, everything's online. At this time. Yeah, yeah. it is. Man. And uh, posting online, posting, whether if it's usually like the books that I've read said roughly about two to three times a day. If you're doing one that's sufficient just because they're, you're engaging in the actual uh, your business, your customer base, things like that. And um, yeah, I've struggled with it. Trust me. Right. <laughs> All the time on my to do list, I put uh, post one to two times, one to three times a day. Mm -hmm. And sometimes I do three. Sometimes I do one, two. It just it's uh, 
I think for me, the hardest part is just finding the content. Right. And um, I think that's it. And another thing I struggle with too is socializing. I wouldn't say I'm just not good at socializing just because, I mean, I am. I know how to talk to people. I can communicate. Right. Um, I don't know. I haven't figured it out yet. So <laughs> do you understand how algorithms work on social media? As far like how it... All right, so like... Exp- yeah, explain to me. Let, let's say Facebook. Um, the more people you engage with, the okay. more often they'll see your posts. I yeah. don't know if you if you know that. Yeah, I do. So yeah. the less people you comment, like their stuff, those those are the same people that aren't going to see your post whenever you post something. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> so it's always good to make a little bit of engagement prior to posting something. Um, so go ahead and like just hop on whatever social media you're going to be posting on. Comment on a couple people's posts, yeah. like their stuff, um, and then post what you're gonna do. And then, so, so I, I, I challenge you to try that one day. One day, just post, post something without engagement. Yeah. Yeah. Next day or next week, go and comment, go like people's um, statuses, and then post something and tell me what, yeah. um, what differences you get as far as feedback on whatever you post. I've actually seen it. Um... <laughs> I've seen it multiple times and what I actually started doing for this podcast and if if people have seen it, but I've actually started running Facebook ads, obviously Facebook is, um, is owned by, I mean, Instagram is owned by Facebook. So, uh, it's a lot more intuitive if you run ads through Facebook, but, uh, yeah, that was just self-taught something off of, uh, off of YouTube. Um, I didn't put a lot of money into it just because I wanted to see how it actually worked, but, uh, I did run an Instagram ad off of Facebook and shit, I I shit you not, uh, within a week, I just wanted to get awareness out of this podcast. That's the main reason why I did it. And on top of that, uh, Facebook ads is a good, um, it's a good tool. It's a good skill. So I figured it would help me out in just business as well. And that all leads back to marketing. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's what you're doing. That's the prime thing that you're doing. Yeah. Marketing. Um, it, it, uh, I, I've seen a jump as far as like my, the comments that were on my personal Instagram, the likes, and right. like I said, I wasn't doing it for likes. It was just awareness that, Hey, I do have a podcast. Uh, right. this might be something that you're interested in. So, so yeah, one thing that I would definitely advise is, uh, don't be afraid to post on absolutely everything. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and, and if you don't have a platform for a specific social media, create one. Yeah. Um, you got to understand that your business, such as your podcast is a different entity. So create a page separate from your personal for the Gen Podcast. Yeah, create yeah. a Facebook for it. Create uh, an Instagram and uh, Twitter and constantly post something, man. And it's definitely going to grow Yeah, quick, man. Um, one thing that I also like to post on is Reddit. Okay. I don't know if you've ever heard of Reddit. I, yeah, I have Reddit. Um I'm, I mostly just look on there for just uh, like stupid just shit. Posts. Yeah, just yeah, post so, like funny stuff. Um, <laughs> again, it's like a it's a community, and it's they have different subreddits, and yeah, and, uh, I'm sure there's something for podcasts too, man. I mean, look into it and, and uh, post. Yeah, that's that's. I'm actually gonna look at it. I've always yeah. been intrigued when someone tells me something that I don't know, yeah. just because uh, like I want to know it. You know what I'm saying? But right, right. That's just the uh, the person I am, but. Um, yeah, man, this was a, a crazy episode, man. It was, I appreciate you, uh, coming down here and giving me the opportunity to pick your brain a little bit. Oh, but, no, uh, man, I, I appreciate you, honestly. Like, uh, from day one, when, yeah. when you started this, 
I told you I listened to it and I was definitely supportive and yeah. and I definitely feel like you can take this to a whole other level man. I mean it when I say that. I appreciate you man. I uh I'm I've always said I'm doing this for the people. I've always been something that I've learned is information is not very um given and you right. might you can ask for it but you might not get it. You might and my biggest thing is giving the information out to people to people that might not make the that it, I, I do it so people won't make the same mistakes I did. Right. Um, and then just to give shit that I'm going through, shit that people go through. And exactly. um, it teaches it teaches me stuff too as well, just because I never thought about Reddit. But uh, yeah. what uh, you want to, I know everybody knows you, but uh, if you want to give uh, your, your Instagram and Twitter yeah, name, you definitely. can plug them real quick. Uh, again, thank you for having me here. Um, again, I run a sneaker business. Uh, we sell street clothing as well. Yes, sir. San Antonio Souls. Uh, Souls is S-O-L-E-S that's on Instagram Twitter we also have a Facebook page um, yeah you can find us on there and then uh, if you want to shop around SanAntonioSouls.com uh, I appreciate you again yeah no doubt man go uh, go find some gear support his small business because uh, his website is pretty fucking cool but uh, this is GWeezy11 this is your host and uh, go ahead and if I make an Insta- Instagram post, go ahead and like that shit. Go ahead and comment. Uh, give me five-star reviews because I really, really appreciate it. And we'll see you next episode. Peace. Peace.